Hey, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Healthy Her and Wealthy Her podcast. It's a girl, Danielle, and it is one of my favorite days of the week. Honey, it is Girl Talk Monday. I want to tell y'all, I got to be honest with y'all. I have a really bad habit of staying in toxic relationships, relationships that are not reciprocal, relationships where um, there's just no real return on investment. And I don't want to say like a return on investment as if like it's a business, but it is a partnership, right? It's a collaborative effort to keep a relationship alive. And I kind of want to talk about how we can stop doing that because I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person who experiences this. So I know for me, a lot of my friendships and my relationships have always been strained because of the relationships that I've had in my past with my parents, with myself, um, and just what I thought relationships were supposed to be. Um, I remember when I got married, um, things were already out of balance. We were unequally yoked. We, and for you, for those of you who don't know what that means, it just means that we were not on the same spiritual level. We were not on one accord. Um, we did not share the same values, but for some reason, I still found it within my heart to not just marry this man, but to have a child with this man. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, after five years of being together, we were married for about a year. He walked out on me. And I know y'all like, girl, what? Yeah, he walked out on me. And I will tell you, I was the breadwinner. Um, I cooked i cleaned i'm not saying he didn't help um but for the most part a lot of what happened fell on me and it wasn't even just in my marriage where i saw this i saw that in my relationships i was always constantly trying to show how much value i could bring to somebody that i never stopped to think about the value that they were bringing to me and the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because I'm just not beginning to realize that I, I'm a doer. I tend to do for people. I feel like my love language is actually acts of service and not words of affirmation like I thought in the past because I give and I do so much for people. I'm the type of person where you say, can you bring me some dish soap? I'm going to bring you some dish soap. I'm the type of friend where if you cook for me, I'm going to clean up your dishes. I'm the type of friend where I'm like, you need a break. Don't worry. Come bring the kids over here and I will, I'll take a break. But I'm also the type of friend where I'm like, no, I don't need anything. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. I don't, I don't need anything. No, I don't need you to do anything. I'll sit there and I'll listen to you vent about everything you have going on. And then I'll sit there and be quiet about the silent struggles that I'm battling with. And it's never, I never like to fault the other person when it comes to relationships. Because although, you know, people have their faults, the only person that I can control is myself. I allowed a lot of different things to happen to me in my past simply because of, you know, their trauma response. It's what I thought was normal. I thought that I was supposed to overgive. I thought that I was supposed to constantly show that I was that I was valuable in what I do and not just simply in who I am. And even now, um, I'm realizing that a lot of it was my fault. <laughs> a lot of it was my fault. And we don't want to take accountability for the relationships that we nurture that are unhealthy. And I'm not saying that the other people don't have any fault, right? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I can't convince somebody else to be better. I can't convince somebody else to be a better friend because if you, you know, people are just who they are and you can accept them or you can 
you know, you can accept them if you want and you can accept their behavior and their treatment of you or you can decide, you know, this isn't for me. And I don't think we talk enough about saying it's okay that I don't want to be a part of this. That it's okay that I accept you as you are, but I also accept the fact that this is just not going to work for me. Um, many of you don't know, um, and we're just, I'm, we're getting warmed up, so just stick with me, okay? A lot of you don't know, but um, my, my father is very abusive to me. In his words, in the things that he says, in the way that he speaks to me, um, and it's very unpredictable. And for a really long time, I accepted the abuse, I accepted the mistreatment, and I forgave over and over and over and over and over and over again, to the point where one time when it happened, um, one of the last times that it happened, God said, at what point is enough enough? Like, at what point do you say enough is enough? Like, at what point do you stop? And it's not like I'm sitting here disrespecting this man. Like, I am actually was financially supporting him at the time. Over long periods of time, <laughs> while he pretty much, and it's not that he doesn't provide anything for me, because he's my dad. You know what I'm saying? But when we talk about what a father is, he wasn't providing that, right? He wasn't providing protection and provision and leadership. No, he was sucking me dry. He was sucking me dry. And I realized that, um, you know, enough had to be enough. I didn't deserve to be spoken to the way that I was being spoken to. I didn't deserve for him to trauma dump on me every chance he got. I didn't deserve for him to take all my money and leave me with nothing. I didn't deserve his lies. I didn't deserve his deceit. You know, I didn't deserve that. But for a long time, I just thought that that's how people treated you. I just thought that's how people treat you. This is what's normal, Danielle. This is this is what love looks like from men. This is what love looks like from friends, from, you know, from anybody. You it's just this is not mistreatment. This is just normal. This is just what it is. And that is horrible. <laughs> that's a horrible thing to think. But could you imagine that's what you grew up with? I grew up with him coming in and out of my life, in and out of my life, in and out of my life. Coming in, love bombing me, giving me flowers, telling me how beautiful I am, taking me on daddy, mommy, uh, excuse me, daddy, daughter dates, and then disappearing for months. And then coming back and doing it again. And then leaving. And then coming back and doing it again. And then cursing me out and then buying me flowers. And then cursing me out and buying me flowers. Do you understand what that does to a child's brain? I really thought dysfunction was love. I really thought dysfunction was love. And it wasn't until I said, F this, and I blocked him on everything, that I could really begin to heal. And I know we talk a lot about, um, especially in the church, because um, regardless of what your beliefs are, I do believe that forgiveness is very important. But at what point do you stop? What at what point do you realize that it's no longer forgiveness that they need? but that it's acceptance. At what point do you realize that they do not need your forgiveness? They don't need your forgiveness. You need to forgive them for yourself. But there's a second step to that. 
It's accepting that, you know what, this is just who you are. It's just who you are. It's who you have always been. And no matter how much I forgive you, no matter how much I take you back, no matter how much I try to tailor myself to, you know, have a better relationship, try to have a better relationship with you, you remain the same. That's when acceptance comes in. And I cut my dad off. And I say all that to talk about toxic relationships because toxic relationships don't just breed out of nowhere. Not We're not born and then it's just our identity to have piss poor relationships. No, we're taught somewhere along the line that this is what love is. This is what friendship is. This is what it looks like when somebody cares about you. They mistreat you when they care about you. You Have you ever heard the phrase... Um, uh, when you're a kid, if a little boy hits you, like, oh, he must like you. No. Why do we tell people that? <laughs> I'm cringing. If you're watching the video, you can tell I am cringing right now because, oh, it seems so innocent, right? But what concept, what picture, what norm are we shaping for a child that we say that to? We're 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 teaching them that mistreatment is love and it's not. And so what do you do when you find yourself in relationships that are not reciprocal? What do you do when you find yourself in relationships or even you find yourself just feeling like you have to do and give and be everything for everybody else and never receive anything in return? So much told to where you even reject certain things in, in return. What do you do? You got to figure out why the heck you got there, how the heck you got there in the first place. And you got to go back, take it on back, take it on back, take it on back to your childhood. What was your relationship like with your parents? What was the dynamic between you and your parents? Because childhood literally shapes and molds our view of the world. And so if the relationship between your parents was strained, if you saw your mother doing, 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 you saw your father just taking, 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 you're going to grow up to do the exact same thing. And even if the roles are reversed, you're going you're gonna to end up doing the exact same thing. Any type of relationship where there was a lack of balance in your childhood sh had told you a story. It showed you something. It formed a concept in your mind that you now model. My relationship with my ex-husband is a direct reflection of the relationship between my mom and my father. Direct reflection. Because childhood shapes our brains. It shapes our subconscious minds. My ex-husband acted just like my dad. Just like him. Claimed he was different, but he wasn't. He was the exact same. I married my dad. <laughs> and now, unfortunately, I have a child who, you know... I'm a little bit more vocal, um, and so I don't allow some things to happen. Um, I let him be a dad, but I don't, you know, I keep a close ear to the ground because I don't want my daughter to have to go through what I went through. Um, but going back to relationships that are not reciprocal, you know, you got to go back to the beginning. Why did this even happen? And observe your relationships around you and think about the people who ask you what you need. Think about the people who are there for you or who at least attempt to be there for you. And think about the people who aren't there for you, who call you, who dump on you, and don't even ask how you're doing. All they do is they just call you to vent and get stuff off their chest. 
and then you don't hear from them again until they have to do that again. And I want to tell you, that's not fair to you. And that's not a friend. That is a client. That is somebody who should be paying you for your services. Because <laughs> if they're going to treat you like a dump, you might as well get paid for being a dump. Okay? If they're going to treat you like you're you, like you are their therapist, you might as well um, be uh, paid like a therapist. Okay? And I'm not saying don't be there for your friends. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you can be there for your friends and your friends need to be there for you. You need to be there for your man and your man needs to be there for you. There should not be any gaps. There should not be any gaps. Reciprocal relationships mean that there is a balance of power within the relationships, which means you all do for each other. Y'all do for each other. You watch each other's kids or you help each other out. You guys go out together. You guys are both texting each other back and forth. You both are checking in with each other. You're both encouraging each other. Do you know how many people I send out encouraging messages to and they don't think to message me not one time? Not one time. There's so many people who come to my mind who I pray for and I just send, hey, I don't know what's going on, but you're doing a great job. And most of them don't even text me back. And I, I, I carry that specific burden right now because God has not released me from some specific people. But everybody is your burden, baby. Some people are a part of your trauma. And I want to encourage you to release the people who are a part of your trauma. You can't be there for everybody, especially if uh, they're not being there for you. So I'm done rambling. <laughs> As you know, on the Healthy Her and Wealthy Her podcast, we are all about being healthy, healthy relationships, healthy bodies, healthy, healthy minds, healthy spirits, healthy homes, and about being our wealthiest self. And you cannot do that or be that version of yourself carrying dead weight and carrying burdens that God never intended for you to carry in the first place. Baby, let it go. Let it go. Like Elsa says, let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. So that God can heal those parts of you that thought that that was love. That thought that that was friendship. That thought that that was healthy. And then once he heals those parts of you, he can finally send in the love, healing people that are supposed to be in your life in the first place. Right now, those other people are just taking up space. And don't get me wrong, some people are your burden right now in this season, but you need to know when to let go. And I'll end with this. I remember towards the end of my marriage, I remember I was sitting, laying on a bed, I was praying to God, I said, I was warring for my marriage. My ex-husband, he was my still my husband at the time, we were still living together, but he was on the other side of the wall um so he had moved into my office at this point which was his man cave at this point um and I remember saying Lord I'm warring for my marriage I was fasting I was praying I was praying out loud I was listening to worship music and something told me to be quiet and I got real still and real quiet and I closed my eyes and I clamped clamped, clamped my hands together and I heard God say let that man go 
quietest, most peaceful voice I had ever heard was to let that man go. That was the last day I prayed for my marriage. That was the last day that I quote unquote warred and fasted for my marriage. Because God literally said, let him go. He's dragging you down. I told him to leave. <laughs> because I need you to myself. This season is up. This season is done. And it's time for him to go. And I don't know who needed to hear that, but pray and ask God to reveal to you the relationships that are supposed to be in your life. Because everybody's not your burden. Everybody's not meant to be around a long time. Everybody's not meant to be around for every single season of your life. And you never know what blessing you are holding up by simply being in a relationship or close proximity to somebody. Because the next season of my life after I let him go was very prosperous. It was a hard season, especially emotionally and mentally, because that was a healing season. But financially, I was set. And if he had been around, I would have blown through that money pretty significantly. <laughs> Much faster than I did on my own. Um, but and I'd also like to note that, you know, he left me when I thought I was going to need him the most. Because God doesn't cause you to lose relationships in seasons where you don't need them. He causes you to lose them in seasons where it seems like everything is going great. Everything's about to transition and boom, you, you have a blow up with a friend or boom, a relationship ends. And I want to tell you that if anything like that ever happens to you, it's God's will. It ain't always the enemy, honey need to pray and seek God for yourself and accept the answer that he gives you. Because like I said, everybody's not your burden. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this <laughs> long Girl Talk Monday. Um, be sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast. Um, I'm really enjoying myself. I've done a couple episodes today and I'm really enjoying myself. Um, cause these are the things that God has placed on my heart, um, to really share with you all. And I'm just so grateful to God for this platform and for everything that he's doing in my life and for everything that he's doing in your life. So if you're enjoying this, be sure to, um, share with another woman in your life, another extraordinary woman. We are creating a community of women who just want to love on themselves, who want to be better mothers, better women, and, you know, prepare their future generations to do the same. Um, we really deserve to be poured into. And I have a lot to give. Um, and God graced me to give it. And so I encourage you to stick around. It's up from here. The video quality going to get better. The audio quality going to get better. All that, honey. Okay? Because it's up from here. And I guarantee you that if you stick around with me, you will become your healthiest and wealthiest self yet. I love y'all. Have a good day.